Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Do this if you have a Bible. Uh, Go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2. For you new folks, we get excited about God's Word. We believe it. We believe it. Every bit of it, cover to cover, start to finish. It's God's Word. It's, it's, it's his, his, his roadmap, His direction, his, his guideline for our life. And we believe this. We believe we can actually read it and then go do it. That was kind of crazy. Kind of out there, but we actually believe we can do this thing by God's grace and the help of the Holy Spirit. So uh, it's good. We've been um, kind of hanging out in this book, kind of using it as a foundation kind of one of the foundational scriptures for this teaching that we've been, we've been looking at on uh, If Not For Grace, as you can see on the screen. So uh, we, um, I want to read these verses, and then we'll pray, and then we're just going to kind of go with what the Lord, I believe, today has put heavy on my heart. So uh, again, it's in Ephesians chapter 2. If you got it, say amen. amen. All right, verse 8, let's roll. For by grace, man, y'all getting this, you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That, that verse alone, man, is enough to get happy to just, I mean, right now we could close the book, go home, and that's just good. But there's more here in the book he wants to show us. But it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Verse 9 says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, I want you to hear that part today because we're going to connect something to that that I believe is, has to be connected when we, when we teach God's word. In fullness, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But verse 10 says this, for we are his, say that, workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, that's huge right there. Again, he says, not of works, but for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's do this. Can we just bow our heads and pray and close our eyes one more time, talk to him, thank him for his grace one more time. God, thank you for the grace, Lord, that you've given and made available to every person today that's walked through these doors. God, for every person who's listening online, God, and those who may even tune into this podcast years from now, God, your grace is available to them. Lord, help us to never in any way miss it. Never uh, in any way, God, take it for granted, but continually thank you and give you praise for all that you're doing in our lives. And Lord, today, open our hearts today, God, as we study in your word, God, as we dig in and unpack, God, the things I believe you want us to see, God, but even give us today an even greater understanding of grace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. High five your neighbor, say, if not for grace. Come on, that was a little quiet. Say, if not for grace. So you wouldn't be here breathing this morning. All right, you would not be here breathing this morning. So have you learned anything? Just want to stop. Have you learned anything from this teaching? Hey, are you getting anything from on God's grace? Or are, you, are you getting kind of what's been going on? I, I hope so. I've been having so much fun teaching this word and sharing this series and, and uh, just, man, just, I don't know, and, and just trying every way that I can to just celebrate the goodness of God and the grace of God and just trying to wrap around that. And I tell you, I, I'm just so, so excited about what he's been showing me and some of the things that just in my quiet time and, and in prayer he's been putting on my heart. And I'm thankful for those things. And again, I hope you're getting it. And, and as we've been unpacking today, uh, as we're getting ready to unpack and look at some of the things in Scripture, uh, today I'm going I'm to do something today, just kind of, I, I believe that 
will kind of tackle maybe or come against, I hate the word use word come against, but maybe do this, maybe challenge some of the things that I've heard when it comes to, to grace teaching. And so when I, when I say this, again, I'm not saying that anything I've heard on, those, on grace teaching is wrong because here's one of the things that I try to do. When I, when I teach on anything or just in general, I mean, I do this. I try to get God's word in me. I'd encourage you to do this, whether it's listening to our podcast or tuning in, but listen to God's word throughout the day. It's easy to get caught up and start listening to talk radio. And if you listen to too much talk radio, that's just going to get you mad. And I get a witness. Amen. That, I mean, sometimes I do. I, I mean, a lot of times I throw on the iPad or the iPod or whatever, and, and I listen to, to, to messages. But sometimes I'll just flip it on over to talk radio, and I start listening to it. And I'm kind of just kind of having a good time going on the road. But as I start listening to it, I start finding myself getting mad. I mean, want to blow the horn at people and, and just, I mean, come off elbow. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. So just... So again, kind of balance that out if you listen, if you're taught radio kind of guy. Balance that out. Get God's word in you. Uh, get that in you. Uh, get, get time where you just listen to worship music and praise music and you just celebrate God's goodness and, and his love and, uh, and those things. But one of the things that I do is I try to listen to a lot of, a lot of teaching on what I'm, that I'm teaching on because I want to build my faith and just, just, you know, trying to get as much as I can. But one of the things that as I've been listening to grace, it's, it's a big flow right now of grace that is so cool when people are getting a revelation of it. And, and I'm thankful for it today, of that for all that's happening in the body of Christ. I think we're seeing God do a lot of things because people are truly getting a greater understanding of this and a revelation of God's grace. And so today, I'm not going to so much hit and say anything that I've heard is wrong or anything that I've taught at this point is wrong, but I think sometimes we do this when it comes to grace. I think sometimes we stop short of the things that God's Word says about this. All right, so again, this today, and if, you, if again, it's your first time, you'll probably learn today that a lot of what I say when I get up here is not my opinion. I want us to, as much as possible, take God's book, his holy book, open it up together and read it, because it's hard to argue with what he said. <clears throat> you know, you can try that, but, uh, you know, you won't win, uh, as, as, as he always wins. So, but so again, so when we look at God's Word, so this is one of the areas today that I want us to kind of hit to because, again, some of the things that are said, and it's almost like you see some, some ministers out there, when, I, when I, I study this subject, I see people saying, oh, brother, we've got to do this. We've got to preach more truth in the church. All right, we've got to preach the truth. And then you have somebody comes over and says, oh, man, we need to preach more grace in the church, and we need to preach more grace in the church. But we learned earlier in this, this series that in John chapter 1, verse 17, that Jesus Christ came full of grace and truth, all right? So when we do this in this room, when we get in here and we make Jesus known, when we teach his word and when we speak Jesus, we're speaking of both. All right, I hope I don't lose anybody. But we are, we're speaking on both terms. When we see this, it is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus in every way. It's all about what he has done for us. And so when today, as we get into this teaching today, I want you to understand that in every way, in everything that takes place, anything that you ever do for God in any way is because he gave you the grace to do so. It's because the love of Christ that was shed and given for all in his blood is that we're available and can do these things things, and it's only by him. I love what Watchman Nee said, a minister of the gospel said this. He said, from start to finish, he is the one who does it all. <clears throat> That's cool. That's neat. From start to finish, he is the one 
who does it all. We're so, again, on our strength, by, our, our, by what we can do, our righteousness. We're so deficient in everything that we have to give. But our deficiency was swallowed up in his sufficiency on the cross. Amen, come on. His, our deficiency was swallowed up by his sufficiency. He's sufficient. He's enough for us. So again, as we teach today, and as we get into God's word, there's so much here that he's been showing me, and, and I'm just so thankful again. And as we look at today, I believe what God has been putting heavy on my my heart for this message is this, that it is that grace will do this. Grace will teach us. Okay? Grace teaches us. Uh, and, there's, and, there's, and it's really neat today, kind of what God's kind of, I feel like, kind of took me to. And it's the book of Titus. So do this. If you have your Bible, I'm going to let you again go with me so it's not me just telling you something. <clears throat> you can read with me. The book of Titus is kind of nearing the end. Um, of your Bible, getting close to it, um, and go to Titus chapter 3, <clears throat> if you would, and uh, we're going to hang out for just a minute, we're going to kind of camp out in, 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 in a couple of chapters there, in, in Titus 3 and in Titus 2, uh, if, if you're already at Revelation, back up, back up a little bit, if you in the Old Testament move forward, kind of going in there, Titus chapter 2 and chapter 3 is where we're going to hang out for a minute, but in this book, um, there are some very important things that, that we got to look at. I think that we have to really grab hold of in the area of when we're teaching and when we're studying God's grace. And again, this is where I feel like that some of the teachings that I've listened to personally, again, that are great messages and, and, and love it, and it's encouraged me, it's built my faith, and it got me excited about Jesus. But sometimes, again, they miss kind of, I feel like some of this being said. Now, again, this is not in any way, I'm going to get a little side note in here. That's not saying all faith or new. They're awesome. You know, that pastor's got it right, and everybody else is wrong. That's not, <clears throat> that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this, that there are things out there that when you read Scripture that we can't ignore. Okay? And so today I'm going to teach some of these things and go ahead and let you know in advance, this is good news today. All right, what I'm getting ready to give you is good news. This is going to be very helpful to you. But we see in the book of Titus, just a little background real quick on Titus. Paul took this young man named Titus, and he gave him, he was a, he was a young preacher of the gospel. Uh, and, and, I, and I like that. And so it was just me. I kind of, uh, as I was studying this, this, some of this stuff in here this week and, and then during preparation for this series, I, I felt like, you know, some of this stuff, I was like, man, I can connect with him. I'm, I'm not too much over 40 yet, you know, so I'm still relatively young in a sense. So I was kind of like me and Titus, man. We, we go way back, man, TNT, you know, and it's just me and, and, you know, and so I was just like connecting to Titus, and I was just feeling his love, man, feeling the connection. But Paul did this. Paul took this yellow, relatively young preacher of the gospel, and he gave him a very difficult assignment. He put him in charge of this work there in Crete, in the city, and, and had him oversee and teach and be the pastor and preacher of this church and this work that was there. And one of the things that he did was this. He wrote Titus a letter. And again, Paul was the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He writes so much of what we read and study. This dude was just radically changed by God's grace and by his love and, and has such revelation on it. And so he took this guy, Titus, and then he did this. He brought to him... And and set him in charge of this church, and then he wrote him this letter. So what we're going to see today, make sure we understand what we're reading, is that he wrote this letter to Paul to, to kind of help him with what his personal duties were as the leader of that church. 
Okay, so he's giving him instruction, and he's helping him understand that what he should be teaching his people. And, and I'm so thankful for it because, again, we look at a lot of what Paul says, and we just say part of it, but this is what he said by direction, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Holy Spirit, and gave him that he should be teaching the church. So I'm like, okay, so this stuff has to be taught in the church. And we're going to see scriptures that back that up and even say that. But this book of Titus was, is cool. If you study this, and this might be one of the books we take on a Wednesday night and kind of break down. We haven't done that yet with this book and, and, and kind of break this down. But we see a couple of things there. We see one is church organization and structure. Uh, the second one that he's huge on when Paul's teaching to Titus is this, that they have sound doctrine. All right? Theology matters. Okay? It does. I mean, so, I mean, I know we've got to make everything relative and, and we've got to connect with it, but sound doctrine, biblical doctrine is huge. And then he does this. He connects all of this to good works that we should be doing. Again, by God's grace and by the help of the Holy Spirit, we see him teach some stuff throughout Scripture that Titus should be teaching to his church. And so this today shows me this is what pastors should be teaching their church. This is what this is what we should be this is what we should be gathering when we grab scripture and when we take it and we come in each week and we hear God's word and we celebrate what he's doing. These are some of the teachings that we should learn. And so I love this. I want to jump to chapter three first and just kind of read a few verses and just kind of just get you what kind of hopefully kind of what Paul's heart is here in this book. So so you can follow along with me if you don't have your Bible, it's on the screen. And it's in verses one through eight. And it says this. He says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to obey, to be ready for every good, say that word, work, okay? You're going to see this happen throughout Scripture today. He says, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves, this is huge, were also once foolish, disobedient Deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, now this is huge, not by works of righteousness. Now, again, I, we saw that in Ephesians where Paul wrote the church of Ephesus. Not by works, and again, but we were saved for good works. He's saying something here. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us through the washing of the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Man, this is awesome. And he said this in verse 6, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, verse 8, and these things I want you to, I want you to affirm constantly. Okay? He said, I want you to affirm this constantly. I want you to continually teach on, on God's grace. I want you to continually get this word in, the, in, the, in your church. Get the people that you minister to, get them so connected to this thing. He said, I want you to affirm them constantly. Those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Okay, so we're going to see something today. The, the things that God is asking of us to do, the works that come in and begin to happen in our life, who are they profitable for? 
Men. Okay, so now again, if we do anything or when we gift, awesome testimony today, Kyle. Thank you for your if not for a great story. When we give, when we do something along those lines, is, is it, you know, oh man, now God's able to get up and, 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 and give you a hand clap or whatever it is. And we don't do those things. And it, 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 don't, it does nothing for God when we do that. Now listen, it does allow God to bless and make things profitable in our life. Y'all got quiet. Y'all was shouting all the time. Y'all was, woo! Y'all was clapping. Y'all was not, did you hear that? That, now listen, when we do this thing, it's profitable for us. So he asked some things of us. Now, again, we see today only by God's grace that we come into this place and that we receive God's love and salvation happen to our life and this connection that happens. But I believe there's something that we see here in Scripture. There is a grace and a works connection. Now, this for me, now, again, where I've seen some of the things that I feel like, when I, and I prayed hard about this. I've asked God to show me and give me revelation. I even, before I left my office this morning, I said, I don't want to say anything if you didn't say it or mean it in your book. Amen. I said, stop me right now and I'll follow my face and, and go back to and I won't, I won't get up. But I think there's some things in scripture that we see here. We see a grace and a works connection. All right. Now just hang it there. We see this grace and works connection. It's clearly throughout all of Scripture. Now we do not see when we study Scripture a grace and a law connection. Okay? So now some of y'all looking at me like you're talking about the blue light that pulled me over and got me that the law. No, no, listen. When we say the law, and when you hear words like that, and when you hear Paul refer to the, the law in Scripture, he's talking about the, all the things that have been exposed to us. And I, I could spend a whole message on just this point, but but he's he's speaking of things that God revealed to the people of a standard that should be met. Now, listen. This standard could in no way ever be met by any of us in this room. That's what the law is. So he's doing this. He wasn't giving them a set of rules and say, I want you to do all of these things. Okay, that's not what he was saying because he knew, he knew we would fail miserably in everyone. Some of, we couldn't get off number one, much less get on down to the bottom. I mean, we just in no way. He's trying to show us this. He's trying to show us how far from God we are without this the one who came in named Jesus Christ, who fulfilled the law for us and now who made it available for each of us today to come to God, be saved by grace through faith. And do you see that connection? So again, when we see this through scripture, and that is good news. When we see this in scripture, again, what I'm getting ready to teach and what we're saying here, this is not a grace and law I'm mixing together. I'm just not, I'm I'm in no way teaching this because this is what happened. Martin Luther said this. He said, the law works fear and wrath, but grace works hope and mercy. Oh man, it's so good. It is the law that works fear and wrath, but grace works hope and mercy. And we don't do this. We don't work today because of guilt. When you would get an understanding of grace, you work because of grace. You work because of what God's done for you and how good he's been to you. So again, we have to see this. This is huge. So I, I see some of the guys, again, that I love, I think are doing great works that are for the kingdom. But sometimes I believe there are things in Scripture that when he's telling us, that's not law. It is works. It is things that he's telling us to do. So we see a connection in Scripture. We see a connection that's here. Now listen, you're, the grace of God is, not, is very much opposed to you earning. Okay, it is this. The grace of God is very much opposed to, to your earning. But the grace of God is not opposed to your effort. Okay? All right. So, again, it, it is not your works 
to earn. It is the works because you've earned. I mean, it, it is works because you've been brought into the family. And so he teaches us in Scripture. He's showing us throughout the work. He even, there are even things in Scripture that sometimes it gets said, and Jesus says some of them, that it just kind of will freak people out. He starts telling people to take up the cross. Take it up, man. Take up your cross. Follow me. And we start seeing that sometimes. And I've heard people teach that and preach that. And man, we got to bear the burdens and we got to do this. Now listen, he said, cast your cares and burdens on him. He's already carried the cross. When he says for you to carry the cross, he's telling you to do this. Pick up the work and the call and the plan that he's given for you because you're his workmanship created for good works. So you take up the cross. You take up the purpose. You take up the plan that he has for you. And no person in this room, regardless of age, regardless of age, youngest to the oldest is God, not right now, in this place, have a specific plan and a purpose for your life. Seriously, man, that is cool. That is, that is so neat to think about. That right now, you're sitting here hearing this word, but he has something when you get up to go do. He has something that he's purpose and place in your life to do. So grace does this. Grace, according to Scripture that we're getting ready to see, grace teaches Okay, grace teaches. And when you, if you study this word out, it, it, is, it is helps us learn. It does this. It instructs us. It also does this. It disciplines us. Now, listen, the, the law will demand, but grace will teach. All right, the law will demand you of faith. But this is good news. The grace of God will just teach you to do certain stuff. So do this. So, so Titus chapter 2, you're already there. Let's start reading the verse. Let's go 11. And uh, we'll start there. It says this. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. That's available to every person. What Jesus did and, and the blood that he shed was for everyone. So it's available to all. He, and he said this in verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed, there it is, and purify for himself his own special people. And now these this special people that he's raised up, that he's poured into, they become zealous they become excited for, for, for good works, for working for the king, for doing what God's put in us. And he says this, this thing again, which is huge. Remember, he's big on doctrine. He's big on what we teach. And he says this in verse 15. And I've never heard any other preachers on grace talk about this, but he's right here in the middle of talking about grace, says this. And, it's, and again, it's good news. He said this. He says, again, Paul's saying to Titus, speak these things, verse 15, speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority and then he says, let no one despise you. And, and so just to get, just kind of get real transparent for just a second as a pastor, kind of what we deal with sometimes and what goes through our minds. I understand this, and I've heard some people even say this. Well, if you teach certain things, it's going to hinder the growth of your church. And, and if, you, if you say certain stuff, it's going to bring people in. Now, I understand that when you just say some kind of just in good things and all that kind of stuff like that, people want to hear that. They just do. I mean, come on. And, and, and they, they want to hear just the positives and this and that. And again, Bible's positive in every way. Gospel's good news. I mean, it, it, it is the message. But I know this. I get faced with the decision to have to do this. Do you preach sound doctrine? Do you preach a full message? Do you preach God's word? Or do you just say what you think is going to grow your church? 
All right, so, 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 so this is what I have to do. Paul, instructed by the help of, by grace, of Holy, grace of God, help of the Holy Spirit, spoke these words to this young pastor named T, and who, who told him to do this, let nobody despise you, speak these things, exhort, rebuke with all authority, and let no one despise you because he's passionate about what happens. He gets so excited when people get an understanding of grace because he knows what will happen next. They'll get zealous. They'll begin to work, and the plan of God that was fulfilled through Jesus, he knows this. They'll get pumped, and they'll want to take that to a lost and hurt in a dying world who needs him. That's why he, that's why he does this. So they see it this way. So, but he says this in Scripture, that the grace of God will do this. It will teach us. It will teach us these things. So I'm going to give you a few things if you're taking notes. This is some of the things that we see in Scripture that grace teaches us. Um, so, again, this is not law uh, trying to fulfill, you know, do something or end up earn something. It's just the effort that God's given us going out and getting passionate sharing God's word and grace to others. But he says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. In verse 12, he says, teaching us. So grace teaches us. First thing that we see, again, this is according to Scripture, grace teaches us that we should be denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. Now, and I'll just, we'll go ahead, just go ahead and let you off the hook. I, I know it's more fun when you talk about the grace of God that's just coming down and covering up everything or whatever. Never let that escape from your mind during this message. Because that's what's going to help you do what we're speaking today. This is what's going to get you pumped about this word today. But he says this, that he says that it teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Because here's the truth. There are certain things that come against us as believers. The world is trying to do this. And so we see through Scripture, we see Jesus, you know, we see Paul saying stuff like, don't be conformed to the world. You know, when you, when you do things like fulfill the lust of the flesh and, uh, get, you know, it pulls you in and brings death. And, but when you get connected to the Spirit, it brings life and all this kind of stuff. So, but he's also telling us here that we do this. We deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Now, I haven't heard that in the grace preaching, but he says it right here. Now, listen. We don't deny the ungodliness, the world of lust. We don't re- refuse to get connected and pulled and sucked into that life and the things the enemy has for us. Again, because in any way, we're trying to say this, man, God, I want you to love me. Oh, God, if I do this, you'll love me. If you do this, if I do this, God, you'll, you'll, you'll save me. No, he's trying to tell you this because I love you. Because I've saved you, because I've been so good to you, my grace is so sufficient for you. Come, and he tells us this. He tells us to deny these things because they're profitable to us. Some of us that that we do this, we're in situations right now, it's because we got sucked in by worldly lust. It's just, that's just the truth. And this will help us be so free in today when you get this, that grace will teach us. And so we do this. We renounce certain things. We do. We, we renounce certain things as Christians today. I know it's so popular today for, for, for certain pastors to get up and say certain things because, again, they know it makes people feel good. It makes people have, get each and everything. And it does this. It makes them get excited, come back, all this kind of stuff. Again, that, that's cool if they're still teaching Jesus. But I do get frustrated that this is in the Bible, and I'm not hearing enough of this anymore. Now, what's wrong is, again, we've done this. Again, for so long in the church, I heard all those things most of my life, but never understood why I could renounce them. 
Okay, I, I, I have somebody get up to me in a church I grew up in, man, they would, they would get on you, dude. They would get up in your face. I mean, you leave, you hurt and bleed. I mean, just beat up and, and just, it's just kind of, it's kind of struggling. And I heard some of these things and I left again, understanding, man, I can never do those things. There's just no way possible. Can I do those things? And I think what happened was this. I had somebody teaching and mixing in law with what I was hearing on truth. Now listen, this is what we have to see. But because of grace... Because of truth, we come in and we see fulfilled through Jesus that we should renounce godly things. And this is what the grace of God does. It teaches you. So you don't do this. So you're not trying to, you're not trying to just, you know, you know, it's just trying, man. You not, it ain't that you just trying. It's not you just trying to make something happen. It is you just getting up under grace. And grace will do this. I promise you. It's done it for me. Even more so, since I've been preaching on grace and getting some understanding of this stuff, there are certain things I've been wanting to go to in my mind or say or do. And it's like, grace of God, teaching me, know your role, shut your hole. I don't know if he said it quite like that. I don't know if that... <laughs> There's a message Bible somewhere in there that was paraphrased. New Living Translation. I don't know. But ju- just, just, just the grace of God just kind of just instructing me, pull back. So, again, this is freeing. And so, and so when we understand the grace of God, when, because I did kind of want in my mind or say something, or do, listen, it, it didn't in any way separate me from God. I don't believe that happened in that moment. But I believe grace does this. It teaches you. And some of you right now, this is what's it's good news. Listen, because, again, it's Bible. Some of you right now, the Holy Spirit and the grace of God is revealing things to you. He's revealing things to you. He's telling some of you in this room right now, deny that. Pull back from that. And where before, that pastor used to get so loud and kind of crazy and get you frustrated, meant well meant good, did not in any way, and I don't ever believe had an had a, had a ill heart or a wrong, wrong will. But he told you those things sometimes, and you said, there's no way. But when you see God's grace, when you see his love, and especially when you do this, he'll just kind of teach you. So I hope this. I, I hope, again, we're this peculiar people. We're this group of people that he's set up for, set separated, zealous for good works, I'm telling you, I, I do sometimes, I see things or hear things from certain people, and sometimes I see it again. This is a general statement. And then I wonder, man, is the grace of God working there? Is he working? Because this is, again, this is what grace will do. It will teach you. It will teach you. So, again, it's not your effort in, in your strength this way. It's not you trying to earn it, but it is your effort and your trust of putting your hope in God and you saying this, that, God, I'm just going to stay connected to you. This is it. This is the truth. He, he, he is divine. He's a source. He's the root of it all. And if we do this, we're the branches of Christ. We, we're the one who, who extended from him. If we just stay connected to him, he'll reveal it. Yes. I don't have to get up here and tell you what it is. This is, and this is what's free, and this is what's good. I don't have to get up here today and, and tell you what it is that you need to re- pull back from or press into. And, and this is, right now, what's happening in this room, what the Holy Spirit's doing in this, should be happening according to Scripture. It should be taking place right now, according to Scripture. This is what should be going on in our life. The Holy Spirit and the grace of God teaching us and telling us these things. He says to deny the ungodliness, worldly lust. Again, there's so many things that we could go. We'll keep moving. Second thing is this. He teaches us in Scripture. He says in verse 12, he said, denying the ungodliness, the worldly lust, we should live soberly. Now, 
again, this is just one of those things for, for me. I have to just say how God kind of just, I feel like kind of said it to me and, and how some of the things that kind of just rose up in my spirit as I prayed and crucified flesh and asked God to merely make it true what he wanted to say. As I was just looking and praying and studying these things, it just for me, it, he kind of took me to, I feel like in my heart, he kind of connected in my mind to kind of just for a second the mindset of the, thing I, the world that we live in today. I'm getting ready to just say something, but I think it should be spoken and, and, and said. But for so long, the world has done this. The world has connected soberness to dullness. The, the world has connected soberness uh, to, 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 to boring. Let's go ahead and say that one. Let's go ahead and say it. They've connected soberness to boring. They're, they're bombarding our young people. They're bombarding us. They're showing us constantly on TV. They're seeing it and hearing it in songs. They're connected soberness to losers. They're connected soberness to boring losers, messed up. If you're, not, if you're not doing this, if you're not pulling in, and now listen, just for a second, this is just because, again, I, I feel like we need to talk about these things in church from a biblical standpoint. We just see the, the, the ever commercial is showing the person who's getting crazy on alcohol and, and getting pulled in and getting pulled away from, stay with me, getting pulled away from the soberness. They're showing that person ripped up, abs all going, biceps and, and triceps and, and the women, everything sticking out and they're showing it and they're showing the party that's just dull and dead and then all of a sudden somebody brings one out, sets a six pack on the table, whoosh, man, Woo, we, woo, and now it's a party. We're having this great time. Everything was dull and it was ridiculous and it was a joke until alcohol was brought into the scene. Y'all quiet. I wore flip-flops just in case I need to hit myself with some things today. My toes will be receiving everything because I want it all, Lord. I want it all. But we have. Now, listen. For me, now, listen. I want to tell you a decision that I've made. This is a decision that I made. I, I, I have never, and I stand on this stage, outside of uh, my daddy's homemade uh, rock and rye cough medicine. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to be real, man, for just a second. I want to put that in there because I have. I, I've consumed of that, you know. Not because I was born and needed it, nothing because of that. It's just because I've taken it. This is just true. Now my wife knows. I have never tasted alcohol. I've never drank alcohol. Now, now listen, this is what I did. For me, it wasn't because, dude, you're awesome. It wasn't for me. I enjoyed breathing. I was kind of into that. I was kind of into breathing. And for me, growing up, I knew if I was ever caught drinking, breathing would cease to operate in my life by my parents. <clears throat> Okay, that's just the truth. Um, that, that, that is just true. Because here's the deal. In my house, there were consequences to actions. And you know, in life, there are consequences to actions. Okay, and, and, and so for me, I can't get up here and even just even say, I've tasted of those things, and now I've tasted of the Holy Ghost drunk wine, and now it's so much better. But I've talked to so many people that have. And they've said this. I, I've talked to so many people said, man, I've gotten connected, and, and, and I've, I've done these things. But now that I've tasted of Jesus... He said this, man. He said, you taste and see that he's good. He said, taste and see. When we taste of the Holy Spirit, when we get it connected to God's grace and love, it will do something for you. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm not a boring person. I can have more fun than anybody else. I don't need anything else to help take me there. I got God's grace and God's love. That takes me where no alcohol, where nothing else could ever take me. Now, 
Again, I, I, I just know, again, I'm just trying to show, I'm trying to set an example. And so today, I want you to see it this way. If, if today, your life is not excited, God, it's not, there's not things happening in you, and you're not pumped about kind of what's going on, you may not truly have an understanding of grace. You, you, this again, this is just something I want you to see is if you're not having the most fun and again, they didn't show you on the TV commercial about 20 years from now, what happened to that person who pulled it off and, and got on the table, man, swinging a towel, getting all pumped up now having a good, they didn't show you those things. They didn't show you they were broken, beat down, hurt, things that happened in their life. They were on the side of a road. So they didn't show you any of that stuff. They don't, they, don't, they don't say today that alcohol kills more lives than the whole Vietnam did every year than what the whole Vietnam did in its entire existence. Again, every year that happens. They don't, they don't tell us these things. So again, this is just side note because I just think it's good. You know? but, but he said to live soberly. So this means this. We don't have to have anything else to kind of alter us. I feel that in my spirit. I think so many times I need this or I need that thing. What we need is the grace of God to teach us. We need sound doctrine. We need the grace of God to love us and to show us, to pull back. And he will. He'll do this in our life. He'll teach us to live soberly. And, and again, it doesn't mean boring. It means this, that we have a sound mind. That's what it is. He said, live with a sound mind. This is what the grace of God will give you. And, and, there's, and there's so many people that are struggling with fear and undoubt and unbelief. He said, man, the Holy Spirit didn't give you that. If you have that in your life, it wasn't given by, by me. He said, he said, I give you power, love, sound mind. That's what the grace of God will teach us and give us. So I want to do this. We say, grace of God, teach us. Show us where we need to pull back. Nobody has to tell me, but God, you show me. And then when he shows you, move. When he does it, then you put forth the effort. You put forth the work because, again, grace teaches us. What else does he teach us? Again, we see in Scripture, so I'd make sure you see I didn't make it up. The third thing is this. He tells us to live righteously and godly. This is in verse 12. He said, live soberly, and he says, righteously and godly in the present age. He's trying to show us, again, these things are profitable for who? For us. Okay? He's trying to show us these things help us. The things that we learn and the grace of God teaches us, it's going to help us. We're, we're going to see it. And so he tells us here, he says this, to live godly and to live this way and live righteously. If you hear earlier in the teachings on grace, you were hearing that one of the things that grace does for us is it frees us. It frees us. It justifies us. Remember, we looked at that scripture. We, we studied that word out. It is to make, a tri- make us righteous. This is what it does. I made this statement, and I brought it out of, out of the gospel, I mean, his word, and understanding of that meaning of righteousness, this right to stand before him, that righteousness is this, how we want to be seen. Remember that? If you were here, if you're not, go back and listen to that message. But righteousness is us, him showing us and him putting us in his position and then him seeing us as we really deep down want to be seen, that he makes us righteous. But then he tells us this, go live righteous. Live like I made you. This is way better than I thought we'd get. This, this is good. He said, now, because, again, you are the righteousness. I made you this way. Now you go live righteous. Now, again, this is free because he teaches us. When, he, when we screw it up and mess up, things happen, and they will, because until he comes, that's what's going to take place. But let him pull you in. And, again, this is not you trying to squeeze it out and make it happen, but it's you just sit back saying, Holy Spirit, teach us. And I believe this is what Jesus will do in our hearts and lives. I believe he'll teach us, and he will make us this peculiar people. 
I, I really believe that we won't look like the world. I, I, I just think he does that in us. I think people, again, they may say certain things about our church, about you, about your decisions to do certain things or walk certain ways, but you say this, you say it not because of loss, because God's grace is teaching me. He showed me. Matter of fact, we were in service, and he began to reveal to me some things that I needed to do and pull back from or stand from or move towards. So we let the Holy Spirit and the grace of God teaches us, teach us. Last thing is this. Grace does this. Grace teaches us. In verse 13, he says this. He says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God, man, that's good, and Savior Jesus Christ. The grace of God will, will leave you looking for the blessed hope. He teaches us. He's going to leave us looking for the blessed hope, glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me ask this question. If you knew that this was the last day you'd live on this earth, how would you live it? I'm going to be, I'm going to be preaching a funeral tomorrow of, uh, of a 79-year-old gentleman, and um, and, you know, again, we, we don't know. I've preached different ages from newborns all the way up and to late in age. But, but what if this was the case? You knew this would be your last. What would you do differently? I think, you, I think we'd do things. I think we, would, I think we would change. I think stuff would happen because, again, we see it's because we're looking. And here's what he's telling us to do. This is what grace will teach you. This is good. Grace will teach you to look for a blessed hope. Just hope alone is pretty cool. It is, man. Just a, even just the, the natural Webster, Thorndike, Barnhart understanding, dictionary.com understanding of hope is pretty cool. I mean, that, that in itself is, is pretty awesome. But he said this, a blessed hope. We have a blessed hope. A blessed, the word blessed is it's an adjective suggesting happy or supremely blessed, a condition in which congratulations are in order. Hold on. So I've understood the grace of God. I'm getting this understanding. So as believers, as Christians, we're going around, high five, congratulations, man. Congratulations are because we have this blessed hope. And he said, look for it. Keep looking because it's going to appear. It's going to happen. Here's the truth. Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. And so even more so, we need to see grace. We need to understand it. And we want to do this. We want to pour it and give it to somebody else who needs it and pour it out into a world who's desperately hurting for it. Jesus said this, and, and we see in Scripture throughout his word that he's coming again. Matthew 24, 27 says this, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. I, I, and, and I love it. And it just got, Holy Spirit just kind of brought things up in my mind. We, we studied a few weeks back. We saw that he cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. And it was just like, man, just, just seeing. And it was just like he reminded me, I cast your sin that far away because I'm going to be coming. Just as light and move from here and there. Just because it's going to be that quick. I'm going to come again. There will be that day. And so for us, I want us to be doing this like Christians. Looking up, man. Believing, looking for the blessed hope but in the process, serving him. Working. One of the things that is so easy to do, and as Christians, it's, it, it's happened throughout time, man, so many times over and over is, you see in Scripture, Jesus was going up into the heavens. He was ascending. He was leaving the earth. And the angel come down and said, man, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? And he basically tells the guys this. He tells, he tells the disciples, I want you to do this. Not just get focused up here, 
and I want you to go get, get busy doing the work. Now, this is what happens. This. They never just say, oh, we're going to quit looking because he tells us throughout Scripture, be looking for us coming. But in the meantime, man, we're trying to get as many people to go with us. Come on. That's what we should be doing. That's what the grace of God, and the grace of God teaches you this. You ain't trying to witness or you're not trying to, to do it. Just the grace of God will just show you, man, I need to love that person. I need to hug that person. I need to give that person. I need to put more arms around. I need to tell them about Jesus. Grace of God teaches us. It's not our trying. It's not us trying to fulfill the law. Jesus fulfilled it. But it's walking out the works that he's placed for us. Again, we're his workmanship, created for a good plan. 